Good morning, everybody. Good morning, partner Pat. Morning, Coach. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Good. We've got a great topic on uh, the menu for today on the Coaching Life podcast. We want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us on your Monday morning, or I guess it could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, any day of the week. I mean, whatever day you happen to True. You, you happen to come upon this particular uh, podcast and decide to listen to it. So uh, if you are listening, we encourage you to subscribe if you enjoy you know, hearing what, you, what we talk about. And if you, uh, if you really enjoy it and you think that it could be beneficial to some of your friends and family members, by all means, share it with them. Share the, the link. And by all means, as well, reach out to us and tell us the kinds of things that that you have enjoyed, um, some of the topics that we've discussed, and maybe some of the things that we've said that have been challenging to you, either in a positive or negative way. We're very open to dialogue and open to thinking. We're doing this because we, we love to grow, we love to learn, and we, we want to continue growing and learning as well, as well as serving and helping other people do the same. And so we always love the feedback when people send it to us. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be all... Uh uh, positive feedback, I guess you could say. If you have a if you have a position that you know, yeah. if you want to yeah. criticize, criticize it. Sure, right? Yeah, I mean, do it nicely. But uh, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Critique, critique. You a critique. We can no, take constructive criticism. We can take criticism, right? Take, that's that's how we roll. That's right. that's right. <laughs> sure, it is. And and let us know if there's things that you, you know you would like us to talk about that you haven't heard us talk about before. That's always a a good thing to do. Yeah. Helps us helps us schedule our. Yeah. Our, our episodes, right. so well, that worked too. But we appreciate you. And that kind of is what we're doing today. Is we, we tried to think of some things that we haven't talked about, and some things that uh, maybe don't get talked about a lot out in um, the context that we tend to gear this podcast toward. For example, when we read about, listen to people on podcasts, go to conferences or clinics to learn about coaching, for example. Whenever we address coaches, either on our podcast or just in general, when coaches are being addressed in, um, you know, in emails from, from league directors and things like that, typically the majority of coaches' training, the majority of the kinds of things mm. that we hear is targeted to head coaches. Right. And not everybody who works with kids in youth ball, high school ball, college ball, professional ball, in any kind of sport that you're playing is a head coach. Absolutely. There are not. a lot of coaches. In fact, there are a lot more yeah. assistant coaches out in the world than there are head coaches. Yep. And there's a lot greater need for assistant coaches in many cases than head coaches out there. And so what Pat and I would like to do today is talk a little bit about being a good assistant coach. Yes. How to be a good assistant coach and how to be a bad assistant coach. Okay. Not that you aspire <laughs> to be a bad assistant coach, but maybe list some, some of the things, things that, some of the that, pitfalls. Yeah, that just yeah, be careful to to watch out for for these things if you are an assistant coach. Yeah, because I think a lot of people when they, you know, especially in in in, in recreational leagues or, or youth sports when, you know, the term assistant coach kind of leads a lot of people to believe that maybe they're just there in case Mm. 
the head coach needs some help, <laughs> or maybe they're just their backup coach, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they they don't they don't understudy understand. coach. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, understudy. That's a good that's a yeah. good thing. Maybe you know maybe the coach is sick, so I'm going to fill in for mm-hmm. him, make the lineup. But yeah. an assistant coach and a a group of assistant coaches can have and do have major impacts on the team and on the program. Oh, there's no doubt. And, and as a head coach, it's very important. You know, that process of, of finding your assistant coaches is, is a delicate one and one that, you know, most head coaches that that uh, that have been successful in the past and are going to be successful in the future put a lot of time into and a lot of thought in selecting their, their assistant coaches. You're not kidding. One of the things that you're talking about here is a lot of times people, sometimes the perception is that the assistant coach is a lesser coach. Right. It's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a lesser important role than being a head coach. And it, that just flat out is not true. Uh, you saying that, remember a couple episodes ago, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was listening to the feedback of that, of that episode, I remembered immediately what I was going to say. And it was, I was going to point to, we are Marshall, the movie, we are Marshall. Mm, Yeah. And uh, Matthew McConaughey climbs up on the uh, the, the coach's uh, building. He's building a building up there, and right. he says, "I want to I want to offer you the assistant head coach's position." And he said, "Well, they they offered me the head coach position. I turned it down." And he said, "Well, my offer's a little better." And he said, "Well, I don't understand how it's better." And he said, "Well, it's 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 less pay, but same responsibility." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So it's a lesser position, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but an assistant coach is absolutely not a. Le- it's not a lesser yeah. role. It's not a lesser position. Yeah, yeah. It might be less pay, and uh, but you're going to have just as much responsibility. But there are some there are some great things packed into that whole role of of assistant coach. That, absolutely, and it, it is a different role than mm-hmm. the head coach. In many cases, a much different role than the head coach. And so we want to talk about some of those things today. And I can tell you, you know, as as one who, when I became a head coach, so I've been both. I've, I've been an assistant coach and a head coach and have been, you know, well, in the context of my entire coaching career, you know, considering youth and high school and adult, adult age kids, I mean, people playing the game, I've been a head coach more often than an assistant coach. But I've, I spent many years as an assistant coach. And so there are some things that I recognized in that role that, that were valuable lessons for me to learn about who I who I was and how I related to the the head coach, how mm. I related to the kids, how I related to the parents, and just the whole program, you know, together. When I became the head coach of the varsity baseball team in Athens, the first thing I began thinking about was who my assistants were going to be, because I knew that our program was only going to be as strong as our assistant coaches. Yeah. And and I truly believe that. It mm. wasn't just something I threw out there to praise, you know, at the end of the year banquet when you praise, you know, you recognize your assistant coaches. It is an absolute truth. These these men and women, whoever you've chosen to work with your program, have got to love the program. They've got to love the kids. Mm. And they and they, they they should have a little bit of knowledge about yeah. the game as well. They don't have to have as much as you might think. In fact, I've had assistant coaches who really didn't play much baseball and didn't have a whole lot of knowledge, but man, they were good people. And to be honest, in many ways, some of the best assistant coaches I've had. Yeah. You know, you just think about the way good people, the effect good people can have on players. 
yeah, just that, just good people. Yes. Yeah. Whether they know much about the sport or not. And so, so it was, I tell you, it was, it was priority number one for me the day that I learned that I was going to be a head coach. In fact, one of the first people that I called to be an assistant coach for the Athens varsity baseball team, ladies and gentlemen, was this guy sitting right here next to me. (laughs) And you know what he told me? I don't have time for you. Are we going to do this? <laughs> I guess I did say that, but no, you didn't. I, I listen. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You agonized over it a little bit, at least in your st- messages back to me. You, I still do. It seemed like you agonized over it, and the reason why is because you had kids that were really young and you were really involved in their lives. And I, I really admired and respected the fact that you prayed about it, you thought about it, and you gave it some time before you just you know, decided, and I, I knew it was a, it was a decision that you didn't, you considered the cost, you considered yeah. every, every angle. And, and I could tell that you really wanted to help, but you just, you just couldn't devote the kind of commitment that you knew it was going to be and, and, and still be committed to your family the way you wanted to be as well during those very formal, you know, formable times of your kids' lives and, and athletic careers as well. I appreciate you saying that. I've, I've yeah, kind of lived all bet. these years thinking I, I let you down. Well, you did miss out on getting some hardware, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, talking about this, I remember a time when I was Jake, uh, my oldest son, uh, he's 13 now, He his first year of t-ball, and, you know, I was mm-hmm. the, obviously, right, I'm, I'm going to be the coach in that situation, but I... Uh, Dad coach. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I assembled an amazing coaching staff around me, and that was one of the things that I knew that I wanted to do, and I knew it was very important, even at a young age, T-ball, because mm-hmm. I thought, let me, let me establish this coaching staff, and then we'll just take these kids all the way up, you know, stay with them, keep mm-hmm. them together, same staff, we'll be in unity. I had, uh, I had four assistant coaches, and I was on top of the world, and I, just, I, I was proud of my assistant coaching staff, and I woke up one day, and I realized that all of those assistant coaches were on my were on my coaching staff and they had female players on my team <laughs> so there would be a day when those females would seek to play that's right sports with a, a their suit own peers. Too, you know, yeah. not, they're not going to be very 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 yeah, long right, so right. yeah so i woke up one day i thought man they're they're all going to leave me yeah. i'm not going to yeah, <laughs> and that was a bad thing but yeah i just thought i'd throw that in because of <laughs> the topic here but no doubt So what makes a good assistant coach? What, you know, I, there are a number of qualities, I think, if we just maybe phrase it that way. What are the qualities of a really great assistant coach? Mm-hmm. And I think f- to throw one out there right at the beginning, I would say loyalty to yes. the head coach and service to the program and the head coach. Mm. When I say service, I mean, you, you ha- you've got to support and serve that team, but you're also supporting and serving that head coach, and you're actually making the head coach look good. Mm-hmm. I equate being an assistant coach to, a, in a lot of ways, I think there's a lot of parallels here to what a catcher is like on the baseball diamond mm. or softball diamond. I mean, a catcher is there to support the pitcher, to serve the pitcher, to make the pitcher look really good. The catcher does not get a lot of credit. When the pitcher wins a game. That's true. But the truth is, 
a lot of times the reason why the pitcher won the game is because of that guy that's behind the dish. Because he's studying. He's bust, the, yeah. Yes, he's calling all the pitches. He's remembering what the first hitter did. Coach, and you call the pitches, but the catch, <laughs> you know, and he's and he's 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 down and dirty in the you know he's in the trenches working for you. That's right. He's serving the team. The entire team's looking at him. He's leading the team. He doesn't get a lot of glory. He doesn't get a lot of credit. But he's probably the most important position on the team. In fact, I'm now convinced. I used to say pitchers were the most important position on the team. I think catchers are your most important position. If you're recruiting, you got to find a, you better find a good a good catcher. Yeah, I mean that probably depends on age group. One A, one B. So they're both they're both up there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So take that to assistant coaches. Yeah. Same type of role. Same type of role. You are. You have to have that. You gotta have to ca- have a catcher's mentality mm. and a catcher's mindset in the way. Kind of better to be there as a safety net. The team. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a, an assistant coach, you have to always be prepared for times when the head coach is, is experiencing a lot of pressure. That pre- could mm-hmm. be a lot of different pressure, yeah. you know, external, internal, during games, during practice, and be able to recognize that that pressure and then, you know, do what it takes. And it might, it might be a different task mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. But do be able to do what it takes to um, to support the coach. Man, I tell you, there were so many times, you know, the the assistant coach that I had um, with me for uh, um, the six years that I was head coach at Athens, and he's still he's still an assistant coach with the Athens program now, Chris Hewitt. I have said to many many people in this in who know us and who live in this area, you cannot find a better assistant coach than than Chris Hewitt. Mm. He was so good at doing that very thing. There were so many times, you know, every we talk every night, but but there were so many times I'd text him late in the evening and just share maybe a frustration or something that you know some pressure, some of those pressure points that we're dealing with as a head coach, and he was just so so just matter of fact in his answers. So mm. and, and they were helpful answers. Yeah, they weren't just make me feel good, yes man type answers. It yes, was, hey, that's coach, a good point. Maybe, you know, well, let's think about it like this. Let's you know, let's let's try this A B C D, and he out he would outline a solution for something that I couldn't yet see a solution for, and it was just that kind of dialogue and that kind of communication was just it was it was it was golden, man. Yeah. It was it was really good to have. Well, it's a different perspective, and a lot of times, you know, the head coach is is thinking about a lot of other things that the assistant coach wouldn't be. So the assistant mm-hmm. coach, he or she could could provide insight. On a perspective that you know that the head coach has no idea of, good listener. Yeah, you know I think being able to be a good listener and understanding what the head coach is thinking. But you said not being a yes man or a yes woman, mm-hmm. and I think that's very important for an assistant coach to be able mm-hmm. to say to a head coach. And it, and it, it comes. There's something to be said about the relationship between head coach and assistant coach. You know, it, an assistant coach is only going to be able to perform at a level that the head coach allows them to. I yeah. think that relationship is very important. As a head coach, you you have to be willing to allow your assistant coach to to stretch. Uh, you yeah. know, stretch their their uh, their responsibilities a little bit, and and understand that they're doing it for mm-hmm. the better of the program yeah. as opposed to just being right or something like that. But not, you know, bringing your own perspective and bringing your own ideas that may sometimes not align with the head right. coach's ideas. I think that's a very important aspect or uh, uh, quality of, of a good assistant coach. Absolutely. And you, you have to do that and you want that. That's what's going to help create 
that's that's what's going to help you as a as a team of coaches yeah. find the best possible ways for your team to move forward and to get better is if you have the if you bring those different suggestions or things that that maybe are in disagreement with an idea that the head coach has and that's one of the things that it's it can be so touchy because sometimes you you're working with a head coach that doesn't receive that very well. Yes, you know, and I think that's where the relationship building Absolutely. and the trust building is so is so vital. And and it's important for you as an assistant to realize to recognize when you are you know at what point am I working with a head coach who is willing to receive a different idea, a different thought, you know, or, or disagreement. You know, hey, the, I, I didn't necessarily agree with the way we did this. You know, we should talk about that. Yeah, and there are, there's a whole lot that goes in with this with in this conversation. You know, like knowing when to disagree with the head coach. Never in front of other people. Absolutely not. Never right. in front of. Never in front of the kids. Right. Really, never in front of the other assistant coaches. Mm. If there's a team of assistant coaches. Never, never, ever, 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 ever in front of the parents. Mm. Never engage in conversation <laughs> with parents about. I mean, because you're hey. always assistant coach. You're always going to have a parent come to you. Yeah, and, yeah. and disagree with somebody. Right, and I you think have, that's, that's what kind of brought loyalty, this. unconditional yeah, loyalty, right there is absolutely necessary in that in that context. Unconditional loyalty. Some of you right now are shaking your head, going bull manure. We're not. I mean, don't use the word unconditional. But in that context, yes. When you get back to the head coach in private and you have a conversation in private, if you even agreed with that parent, like in your mind, but not out loud, right, with a disagreement the parent has with the head coach, the private conversation with the coach is where you bring that. Right, in. and if it's an issue so great that it, it's going to cause a splinter in, in the coaching staff or it's going to cause mm-hmm. you to, to go away, then it, it still doesn't need to be handled with the parents. Exactly. Or, or the kids. If you have such it, an issue that you just – that that you, I mean you like I'm I stand with the parent yeah I agree and that you can't get the head coach to budge on it that sounds to me like you're in the wrong place yeah exactly yeah go ahead and yeah leave right. that's your that's your sign to go yeah definitely I think that's what we we mentioned that same thing in a, in a previous episode that's kind of mm-hmm. what spurred this conversation yeah right. we said that you know right. we don't want to we don't want to take anyone else aside but the head coach in public in a public yeah. setting because parents will come to you and they'll you know they'll say things and yeah, yeah. really like. You know how I did this or did that, but what you you have an opportunity there to model a behavior that you expect out of your players, mm-hmm. and there's really it's it you, you take one path or the other. You, you either model that and 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 you you provide a good example to your players because even even if we want our players to uh, display that type of characteristic, we want them to be loyal, not just as players, but yeah. as people, right? Yeah. So loyal yeah, to their families, you're, you're, loyal to their their, their job. Exactly, the, yeah. and you're talking about something that's even greater than the baseball program mm-hmm. or the softball program or whatever sport we're talking about here. Yeah. But if you don't do that, if you choose not to do that, one, you're you're hurting you're hurting those kids, and you're hurting the program. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So it's a very touchy thing. You got to be really careful yeah. about what you say around other people and you know it, it's not easy you got to be no, aware it's not we, easy we, we, everyone talks about you know how professional athletes get they get put up on college athletes too they get put up in, on press conferences mm-hmm. and you know they'll say something uh, and you know they'll get 
Yeah, yeah, we get mad because they give the 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 cliche answers. We gotta take it one day at a time. Yeah, we get mad because they give the genuine yeah, answers. Yeah, you know, in the it, heat of the moment. Because yeah. we we, we want to hear more behind the scenes. We want to hear what you're actually talking about in the locker room. So when they do that, that's when they get in trouble. Right. Right. Definitely. So so we, we we put them in impossible situations. We do, but it's difficult for them to be in those situations. Yeah. You know, to to know how to respond to that. And that's yeah. that's the type of type of thing that you you need to be ready for. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as assistant coach, and you know that probably doesn't. It probably doesn't happen. I wouldn't say that. I was going to say it probably doesn't happen on the same level when you're talking about youth sports, recreational, when you're just talking about, you know, coaches that, you know, typically aren't getting paid. But <laughs> it still does happen. That You know, sure. why? Because as we've, we've established, parents are crazy, right? Yeah, parents are crazy. But, you and know, sports it, make us emotional and we yeah. tend to follow our emotions and, and respond according to, accordingly uh, right. when it comes to youth sports. So. Yeah. So as, you know, as assistant coach, if, you know, that's, that's one, definitely one responsibility that you have, uh, even at, at that level where you're thinking, well, I might just be filling in, but you, you know, if, if you're going to do that and you're going to mm-hmm. accept that role and commit yourself to it, then you know, understand that you have, there's a direction that the team is taking. It's, it's led by the head coach, know your role and, you know, yeah. support that direction, support the head coach. You know, when I think the, uh, when you make a suggestion to your head coach, I think one of the things that a good assistant coach does really well is they're able to go with the flow and basically pivot whenever they bring a suggestion or an idea or something that maybe doesn't agree with you know, a different way than you know, a, d- a different way to do something than the head coach uses, you know, or does. Sure. Sometimes the head coach will go with your suggestion and say, yeah, that's a better idea. Let's do that. Mm. A lot of times they won't. That's right. You'll come, you'll bring ideas to them and, they don't go along with them. Yeah. You got to be okay with that. Absolutely. And that's something that Chris Hewitt was really good at. Yeah. Really good at. He had he had lots of great ideas and some, you know, we're making out a line. I always I always gave allowed him to give input on the lineup. And sometimes I changed my he he convinced me yeah. that, you know, okay, we sh- yeah, you're right. We should do that. Yeah, we should pitch this guy instead. You know, I know that so and so is scheduled to pitch, but but you make a convincing argument here. Sometimes I'd listen to him and go, pretty good points. But I still got a feeling here. I still, I'm still going to go with with what we with what we got. You yeah, know? And from an assistant coach perspective, you got to understand the the buck stops at the foot the head coach's feet. Mm-hmm. So you know that is their decision to make. Um, yeah, I mean they're the ones that are going to get criticized for it if it goes wrong. Exactly. Right? Yeah, they're not going to get the the praise when it goes right though. That's that's the joke about coaching. Well, when things it, go right, it's, it's, it's when players, things go right, right, it's the players. Yeah. When things go wrong, it's the coach. But uh, yeah, right. But, and listen, if you don't like that, coaches, don't get into coaching because that's just the way it is. It's sure. a joke. We joke about it, but it's true. I mean, it's, yeah. But as an assistant coach, you have to be willing. You, you have to understand that it's your job to to present those types of options, present those types of mm-hmm. thoughts, and still, none of them ever being used. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think that's, so. You you have to be pretty pretty confident. In yourself, and you have to be able to handle the fact that 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 that's going to happen, you know. And yeah, me. My. Yet the the dichotomy here is you've got to have that you have to have that kind of self confidence to be able to be okay when the coach says no, we're not going to go with your idea. But the dichotomy is you can't have a big ego as an assistant coach. In fact, ego and assistant are not compatible terms. Mm. 
if you think about it. True. So, I mean, because sometimes assistant coaches struggle, and and I'll be honest with you, after having see, I'm in an assistant role right now, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. after having been a head coach for a long a long time, I've got. Of course, the ways I do things are always, they're the best. <laughs> there, there is no better way to do something than the way I do it, right? right? Being facetious here, but that's just the way. So that ego gets built up when you're a head coach. You know, it's like being, it's like we talked about in the Parents of Crazy episode, the former player parent, yes. they, they know how the game is supposed to be played, and so they always have a better idea. Assistant coaches who have been a head coach always have a better idea. And if my ego is so big that I can't handle the fact that things are being done differently, that things can be done in a different way, just you know, just not the same way that I've done it. I'm gonna have probably have a tendency to try to force my way into that team. Sometimes it might be through gathering support, you know, just mm-hmm. chatting with other assistants and saying, you know, hey, this is, you know, we really could be doing this, a, you know, a different way. Mm. What, do you th- what do you think about it? You know, and then getting that assistant support, and then, it, and and it's 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 okay if you have, but like again, it's okay if you have better ideas and you want to. But the, the appropriate place to go is to the head coach directly, one on one, and have that conversation. Well, I think at that point when you're when you're making those decisions, making those moves, at that point you've already you've, you've established that you don't want to be assistant coach, or that you, at least that you're not being a very good one. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean, because you're, you're you're creating challenges. Yeah, and that's not what you, you want to eliminate. You As cannot, an assistant coach, you want to eliminate challenges. Yeah, you cannot create dissension right. whatsoever in, on that team. It's just right. That, so if you feel that way, don't and you, and, don't, and you can't overcome it. If yeah. you can't be a good assistant coach, don't be one. Don't be one. The number one trait of an of a good assistant coach is be humble. I mean, it's the mm. op, it's the opposite of having that huge ego. It's just is is, is check your ego at the door. Be 100% about the team. Be 100% about that head coach that you're with. Be 100%. We're not saying you got to be best friends with that head coach. Right. You're not necessarily going to be. I mean, really, that was one of the things that Hewitt and I joked about a lot was we just we didn't hang out. Outside, outside of baseball, the only relationship we had developed was a baseball relationship. Yeah. But I would consider him one of the closest friends that I've ever. I mean, just because we, we, we had such an intimate relationship as coaches during those Five months of the year, or however long, you know, you know, some off off season as well as in season stuff, and then the summertime came, and I might talk with him once a week, you know, say How, how's slow pitch softball going, things like that. But we never, we we have different interests when it, when that comes. But that when when it's baseball season, man, we were tight. Yeah. And but that's you'll have those kinds of relationships. We're not saying you got to be best friends with your with your with your head coach, but but you're you're all about them though. You're all about the team. You're all about the program. You're all about the being being the assistant there. So, and that all what that does is it builds it builds trust because that relationship that you have as a coaching staff, trust has got to be the mold yeah. you know, that you know, that holds it together. And you as an assistant coach have a lot of influence when it comes to trust building on yeah. the team. From a player perspective. Yeah, from a player perspective, from a coaching staff perspective, because you're going to talk to the players individually most likely more than the head coach is going to. The players are going to come to you. They're going to see you more as a peer, and there's a pitfall. Mm, there's, there's a there there, there's is, a warning right. sign. Yeah. You know, because I know a lot here's the thing, a lot of a lot of assistant coaches, especially in college programs and high school programs too, are young guys. Mm. I mean, just a lot of assistant coaches in college, this is really bad in college really young assistant coaches just played just graduated last year so what's the tendency for a young assistant coach 
buddy buddy, mm-hmm. right? Be friends with the with the, with the players on the team, and the reason why is because the players on the team see you as the younger person, as more of a peer, and so they come to you, they'll gravitate toward you with their jokes. It'll start out with their jokes, right? And they, I mean, be, and and what's funny, you wasn't young. I mean, he was, he was younger than I was, but he was you know twenty nine. 30 years old. He's still quite a bit older than the kids, but they would come to him with their jokes, you know, and things like that, jab with him. But there was enough of a gap there that he was able to go, no, you know, when, when, it, when it seemed like you're trying to buddy with me as a friend, no, I'm, I'm still in a position of authority over you. You know, right. that, that, there's, there's a line that's got to be drawn there. And sometimes I think assistant coaches, because of the nature and the dynamics of the way players interact with you, it's hard to see that line sometimes, mm-hmm. the line of position of authority versus friendship. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a that's probably a program challenge, and I would say that that's something that as a coaching staff you have to be aware of and be deliberate in, in, in managing. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think, you know, a head coach can see that at times when, when the assistant coach doesn't or another assistant coach can see it. And you just have to you have to maintain that that relationship yeah. with the, with the players, but it, it's it's definitely pitiful. I, I think one of you know my weaknesses as a coach is that I I do like to uh, buddy buddy with the with the players a little bit more than probably what I should. But I'm I'm getting older now, so I'm not nearly as cool. So my opportunities are slimmer. But uh, <laughs> I uh, that that you know I started coaching when I was very young, and I think that was one of my weaknesses mm-hmm. is that I wasn't as as, not, as much of an authority figure as I should have been and it it, it creates a whole another yeah it does. you know package of challenges that it, you know you got to overcome it's like what teachers are told when they first step into the classroom for the first time it's a lot easier to start hard mm. and back off of being hard you know and lighten up a little bit than it is to start light and easy and then have to become hard when you need to get hard, you know when you, yeah. when you need to come down on someone and so it, there's a less there's less of a tendency as a for a, you know as a young coach to want to start out being more demanding and, mm-hmm. and and you know a little more standoffish I guess and then lighten up later than than to come in and want them to like you immediately. I mean I yeah. think in today's world especially coaches want players to like them immediately mm-hmm. and sometimes that creates challenges because then when you got when you got to when you got to drop the hammer you got to things have got we've got to get serious we're not used to that. That's the way you, you look like a different person now because we, we, we got to know you as buddy, buddy coach. Right. And know? then all of a sudden there, when, when that changes, when that shifts, it, mm-hmm. it hurts the trust. Yeah, it does. And that it's hard to get anything tr- done without trust. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Cause now you're a different person, right? Now you're a different coach. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Good stuff there. So a lot of this that we've been talking about then, Maybe to, to wrap it all up into into one concise thought, it would be to as an assistant coach, it's really important that you understand what your role is, mm, that right. you know your role. You know, yep. and when you said that a minute ago, Pat, know your role. It reminded me of when we talked about it during yeah. Christmas time, yeah. and and so I think as you come into an assistant coaching role. One of the most important things you could do is ask your head coach who is mm. who is presenting this opportunity to you to be an assistant, what do you want me to do? 
to, I want I would like a clearly defined role because I want to be great in that role and right. I don't want to overstep my bounds. <laughs> what are your expectations for me? What are your expectations for your assistants? And put that on the head coach. That's a that's a head coach's responsibility to give that to you. I agree with that. You don't always get that from head coaches. And mm-hmm. I would even expand that and saying you want to you want to know that type of detail on a day to day basis from a practice perspective. Yes, you do. You, know, you want to be able to meet with head coach. Say, okay, mm-hmm. it's Monday. What are we doing in practice, and what do you want me to do? I tell you, assistants, that's a really good way to keep the head coach on his toes. If you have a head coach that's not very organized, that's not very, that doesn't think like that, that just kind of shows up and does does it. And I know there's there there are head coaches out. There are a lot of situations where there are better assistants mm. in the program. There are assistants who are better coaches in the program than the head coach. And maybe you're in a situation where you recognize that's you, right? And what do you do? Well, you're still an assistant. And, but what you can do is you can come and you can, you can ask those, those detailed questions like, okay, what do you want me to do? And maybe your head coach will, is, is humble enough to come back to you and say, hey, would you write the practice plan? Yeah, plan? all right. You know, and, well, do it. Take it on and do it. That's a humbling thing for a head coach to do. But if they delegate that task to you, do it. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't, it's not a horrible idea if, you know, if you, it, it does depend on the relationship, obviously. I don't think you would just want to do this uh, if you weren't comfortable with it. But, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to, you, you shouldn't go into a, a assistant coaching position if you're not comfortable with the relationship that you have with the head coach mm-hmm. either. So, but to to write to go ahead and write your own practice plan and and submit it to the head coach, if nothing else, is going to provide them your insight mm-hmm. onto what the team needs to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that that depends on a head like you said a head coach. You know, being humble enough to. To, to accept that type of thing. But, you know, yeah, I would it, say, it's just a recommendation. It's just a suggestion. Right. Yeah, and I would say have that conversation with them ahead of time. Like, sure. hey, hey, coach, do you care if, you know, What's your thought about me? Like, you know, during my the night, you know, the night before practice or the during the day, I got to get some free minutes during lunch or whatever. I jot down some practice plan ideas and shoot them to you. And then you can feel free to use them or not, in, you know, incorporate them into the plan or not. Mm. You might find I mean, that might be a way to approach that subject with your head coach without making the head coach feel like you want to take over writing the practice plan. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, hmm. I mean, I, I actually do that now in, in the role that I have now with the, with the softball team at Athens High School. In fact, this is, this is a point that I was um, intent on making when I was asked to come along as an assistant with this program. So two years ago, when I stepped away from coaching baseball, my plan was to sit in a lawn chair and watch my daughter play softball. Right. Well, that, that, <laughs> that plan lasted a couple of days when uh, I got a knock on my front door and it was the head softball coach and he said, hey, since you're, you're going to be around, I would love it if you'd consider being in the dugout with us, you know, if, yeah. you, if you'd assist. And so we, you know, I walked out, we sat in the porch together and I'm like, yeah, I, you know, my, I really didn't want to, but, you know, it, it is kind of in my DNA. I love, I love the idea of, of coaching and, and I, I might, I've never coached my daughter in this sport and I would love to maybe have that opportunity. So yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. But before I do... I, and I asked this question, I want to know very clearly what you're expecting of me. Mm. Because, and you know, the reason I asked that was because I knew that I would overstep my bounds. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that I would come into it. I, I would have a tendency to try to continue being a head coach of this program, and I would see things that I, that I think should be done the way I think they should be done. And I wanted to make sure that I was only operating in the capacity that the head coach wanted me to operate in. Sure. And so we sat down and that's, and we talked about those things as well. And I think, I feel like we have a really good relationship. That's so, good. That's good yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. I think you, 
I think that's very important, you know, and I would say that's important at at, at any level. And it, it, mm-hmm. it just it would having that conversation and and, and the head coach uh, evaluating that and 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 putting thought into that uh, and delivering that to their assistant coaches. I think that would that would help in a lot of ways in a lot of levels. Yes, so, very good idea. Yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit about handling things. You know, people will come to you with problems and issues, and you, because of, of the nature, you're a little bit closer to the ground level of the players on the team, which means you're going to see a lot of the things that are just small internal issues that the team has that the, co- the head coach may not necessarily see. Yes. And I would say that there are times when there are minor issues. Mm-hmm that you could take care of that the head coach really doesn't need to be bothered with. Sure. Because you, know, you mentioned earlier, the head coach has got a lot of stresses, a lot of things, a lot of pressures. That, you know, that, yep. And especially, really, when, as, as early as high school, I know it gets even worse the higher up you go. Maybe it does, maybe it gets better. But I'm telling you now, being a high school varsity head coach, you're doing very little actually coaching. Mm. You're so much red tape and bureaucracy to, to, work, to deal with through administrative things and fundraising things yeah. and making sure everybody's got their certification and making sure that the ones who are doing a lot of the coach, this is the reason why you got to pick good assistant coaches because they're going to be doing a lot of the coaching. Yeah. And, and so because of that, and because you're in that more of an administrative type role as a head coach, you don't always get a feel for some of the smaller minor things that are going on, maybe between players or, even if even things you know, I don't I don't know what they might be. Just could be there. We consider them to be minor issues, issues that when you look back on it here in a couple of weeks, it's not going to be an issue. That's a minor issue, right? right. But it's got to be dealt with, or it could become a major issue. Yeah, assistant coach, you can deal with that. You can nip those things in the bud. Yeah, and and have the ability to identify to identify those as opposed to or you know being able to differentiate between a, a minor uh, issue that you can take care of. Yeah, or an issue that you that is creeping up into the program for you know whatever the issue is could be a lot of different things that the head coach probably does need to know about. Yeah, right? that's a skill yeah. too. That takes to, discernment, right? right? Yeah, to be yeah. able to decide you know what you do need to. To, yeah. to let the head coach in on and, when, and what you don't. And I, I would think I would I would say that it's good for an assistant coach to try to have a good relationship with the administrative staff, Am I, mm-hmm. the, the support staff that surrounds the program. So, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, you know, the athletic director. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. uh, principals. Um, other teachers, coaches, other coaches at that, at that particular definitely. school, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe even, maybe even parents. You, you, you want to guard against, you know. Yeah, every uh, team's got things. a team mom, and there, there are there are necessary relationships that you should have with parents. Absolutely, you know? and that, and that, not only does that help you, does that help promote good things about the program, but it, it also helps you to to be able to identify some of those minor. Mm-hmm. Issues at, yeah. at, a, at a at a more uh, frequent uh, rate, at a more right. yeah, be able to do it more often. So right, I think there's a I think the assistant coaches have to develop or have and develop the skill of just very simply when you find a problem, find a solution. Mm. I think good assistant coaches are really good at seeing the problem, 
and then figuring out a solution. Yeah. And sometimes the problem is small enough that the head coach doesn't need to be bothered, that your solution will suffice and it'll be done with. Sometimes the problem is big enough that you should involve the head coach. Right. And it, that takes discernment yeah. on your part as an assistant to be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. So know your role, clearly define your role. If you don't know what the role is, just ask. And, and maybe if the head coach doesn't know what it is, if you ask the head coach, he's like, ah, just, you know, be my assistant. If that's his answer, say, well, can we sit down together and maybe define what that role looks like? You know, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, challenge him a little bit. You know, and in fact, that, that, that's another great point for assistance, I think, is, is challenge yourself. You, you challenge yourself to continue growing mm. in the sport as well. A lot of times these clinics and the, the meetings and the, the trainings are all for head coaches. And, and sometimes head coaches invite their assistants and, they, and the assistants go along and they, they're trained as well. But I think sometimes as an assistant, we tend to think that, well, it's the head coach's job to be up on all the rules. It's the head coach's job to, to be the smartest coach in the room. Mm. And that's not necessarily the case. No, because you want to be prepared to be able to handle those types of things mm-hmm. whenever they pop up. Yeah. You know, so you really the, uh, the, you know, the less pay, same responsibility joke that, that come that that's actually true because you, you actually want to prepare as if you are, the head coach, yeah, and you know you want you want to know as much about the program, as much about the sport, as much about everything there is to know uh, from that head coach perspective as you can, just in case the need arises for you to you know complete a uh, an associated task. Yeah, yeah, there, there there could be any given day when you're called upon now to be the interim head coach. Right. Well, if you just think about you know skill knowledge in itself, I would say that you know everyone probably. Everyone that takes a, an assistant coach position is, is probably well. I shouldn't say that either. <laughs> I was going to say they're probably pretty confident in their in their knowledge of the game. That may not always be true, but I would say that for those people or not, they understand what their role is better than than others too. But mm. I would say that you know it's easy to say, well, I know a lot about the game. There's always more you can learn. And there's always times when, you know, this has happened to me plenty of times, there's always times that it, in practice and during a game when y- you have the opportunity uh, to make a difference. And for whatever you know, whatever topic it is, I'm being very vague in general here, you don't know quite as much as what you thought you did about yeah. that. You yeah, know? that's true. So, you know, you want to try to eliminate that as best as you can. And yeah. you do that by getting better you know, right yeah and i would say uh you know having energy it kind of uh-huh. goes along with that you know uh, as an assistant coach you want to have a certain amount of energy and i'm not talking about you know having to be out there you know being a raw and everyone mm-hmm. not everyone's a raw raw coach not everyone's you know yeah that's not what energy is really exactly I mean, that's right. sometimes yeah. false energy in fact we're trying to True. create something that we're not really yeah we're not really right involved. you got to be yourself mm-hmm. but at the same time have that that commitment i'll tell you it. what energy looks like for my assistant coaches yeah. You're the first guy there. You're the mm-hmm. last guy to leave. You're always you're you're asking what what needs to be. How can I help get things set up right now? So we, so we start on time. What can we do? You know what can I? And you just that's that's energy mm-hmm. right there. That's that's you're bringing it to the program right there. You're setting the example of how what it means to serve the team. That's that's, that's energy. Yeah, and that energizes your team. It energizes the head coach, and it energizes the whole program every single day. Yes.
I think one of the things that we could say is just be dependable. Mm. A great assistant coach is dependable. We, yeah. we, if I'm a head coach, I know I can always depend on that guy. Yeah. That's, that's what an assistant coach is. <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's been something that I've really elevated it personally about what being an assistant or even a coach in general entails is being dependable and dependable not just you know from a coaching perspective not just to the head coach but to the to the players mm-hmm. and to the program as a whole and you know because you brought it up we talk about you know the, some opportunities that I've had to to to, to coach and yeah the dependability it, 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 I just I didn't feel like I could provide that at certain times of my life and that's when I've um, yeah because I felt like if I'm if I'm half there right you know it it there's a negative there and it, it, that 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 comes from the perspective of dependability yeah so I definitely agree with that yeah it had a lot to do with why you said no to me many years ago <laughs> not, not just to you coach yeah, you, that's right. I don't think you just you just don't want to coach, do you? We, we will, we will. Why are you even on this podcast? But we won't put this. We won't put this. In. <laughs>
splitting hairs now. You're talking semantics now. Yes, I, that's I'll what I think what, he though. would say. I've ne- 20 years later, I've never forgotten it. Yeah. And I, well, it, it, it hits me. It's, it hits my ears the wrong way because it sounds like, one, it, it, you're making this, as a coach, you're making it more about you mm-hmm. than, than about, I mean. I, I think there's a bigger issue than that, though. And it's the, the small... Uh, deterioration of a team concept, and you know, yeah. I, I would say if you if you if you don't think that's important, I would ask you how important is the concept of team to you, to mm-hmm. your success as a program. Yeah, I I think it's very important, and I've yeah. seen it with my own eyes. I think a team uh, performs better than a group of individuals. Yeah, and when you do make subtle. And that is when very you have subtle, subtle behavior. It a, is. It's a very subtle thing. It is, but we want to be the best, right? Right. I mean, that's that's our that's our approach as people, as coaches. You know, we want to be the mm-hmm. absolute best. We should be. I don't know that you know any competitor goes into a situation like, well, right. six would. Be I'm okay. okay with where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not what we do. We want to be the best, and mm-hmm. if we want to be the best, and we would eliminate small. It, it, the the details, man. They matter. They do. They matter a lot. So I, I'm I I completely agree with you on that. I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah, and I and I say that even probably knowing that that I've said things like that in the past. You know. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to to be aware of that. It just I don't know. It just strikes me as a me centered type of phraseology. Yeah. Yeah. You know, out there on the field that you know it's it like it just like personalizes it a little too much. Right. Well, if, this if is it, this is you performing for me and yeah. and and not for us. You know and. and and yeah, I agree. I just, yeah. I think it's yeah. a big deal. I always thought it was a pet peeve, but I, I think there's a bigger. I think it's bigger. Well, if, it, if if you see it in a negative light, then it, it's probably likely that other people see it in a negative light, and probably even more likely that other people hear it in yeah. a, in, a, in a negative light. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it has a a subconscious impact on on yeah, what we're doing as a team. You know, more so than no one's saying anyone's being degraded or right. you know upset about these things but it's it just plants that seed yeah you know it just just plants yeah, a little seed and you your seeds grow yeah <laughs> we talked earlier about how it's important for you to bring your ideas and your your thoughts to the head coach and make suggestions whenever you feel like a, su- a suggestion is necessary but one of the things that you might want to avoid as an assistant coach is pushing for your ideas regardless of how they fit with the team. Mm. You know, and this, I, I actually bring this to the conversation from personal experience. Again, I'll talk about coming into the softball program as, a, as an assistant coach. I have ideas. Listen, I have ideas for how I think defense should be played. Mm. On the on the baseball field, I should say, and I was pushing for a particular. Well, we I, I brought to this I brought to this team a drill that we always ran a PF a structured PFP drill where we had pitchers. It was very fast paced, working with pitchers covering first base, things like that, and covering bunts and such. And a lot of softball programs don't have their pitchers fielding bunts very often. In fact, they feel like if a pitcher has to come and field a bunt. By the time she picks it up and throws it to first, the majority of the time a girl that's bunting is, is beating that out. We, mm. You've got to have – your third baseman's got to field everything pretty much on a bunt. That's a philosophy that some softball programs, maybe others, use the pitchers more often. But I've heard more often than not people saying, we, you know, yeah, a pitcher should cover bunts. I mean, obviously, if, a bunt's, if it's bunted back to you, be able to cover it. 
and a pitcher should be able to get off the the circle and cover a bunt, but you can't depend on that being your primary person to field the bunt. As a baseball coach, I wanted my pitcher to field every bunt he could get. Yeah, well, the distance makes a huge difference. And it makes a huge difference. And so... And so, and I want to, and anything hit, for example, any ground ball hit to the, to the, to the right side of the infield. So as a pitcher, anything hit to your left, we always want our catcher shouting, get over. We want that pitcher covering first base, covering first base, covering first base. Most softball programs have second baseman getting over and covering first base. Oh, really? Because most, on most plays, they got the shortstop going into covering second and the second baseman, the second baseman moves over to first base a lot because that first baseman's charging a lot more than they are in baseball. So just a lot of little nuanced things like that in the sure. game. If I come into the, if I come into this as an assistant coach knowing that i have a lot of knowledge about how to play defense assuming that that's the way it should be done in on this team then it's going to be a bad thing yeah you know i'm going to get offended and i'm going to think that you're stupid for doing it this way but i got educated about a few things when it comes to softball defense that was different than the way the baseball defense was and i had to be okay with well just say it plainly being wrong yeah having an idea and my idea not being the most efficient way to do it in yeah. this particular sport. I think you run into that a little bit from, you know, as you move up in the youth levels, even in baseball, because, you know, 12U baseball, well, not all 12U, 10, let's say 10U maybe, mm-hmm. not even all 10U. But it, it, typically in our area, I'll say, uh, in, in southeastern Ohio, we, we play 60-foot bases in 12U baseball. Yeah. And, you know, that changes – Little the next year, you know, from 12U yeah. to 13U, now you now you jump up to a, mm-hmm. a bigger distance. So you do see a a contrast in the way certain coaches, you know, their their cutoffs, you know, their cutoff system, yeah. and 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 and, and bump yeah. coverages and things like that. It changes from one year to the next. So you have a lot of uh, conflict between coaches that you know. Right. Well, this is how we've always, you know, this is how we've always done it. Well, you know, I've coached here. This is how we, depending on where they're coaching. If they're if they're used to coaching the older kids and they're coaching twelve U kids, they could be doing things that isn't you know yeah a great way to do it. You know, as, right. as a twelve U coach and vice versa. So yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there. Yeah. So be able to bring your ideas without feeling like your ideas should be implemented, and you just understand that you're never. It's never going to be a good thing to try to push for your ideas. It just may it may not fit with the team. It may not fit with the way that you know with the dynamics of that team. And and sometimes you don't know what's best. Yeah. And be okay with that. Realize that. Do you have anything else that comes to mind that you want to make sure that we talk about? Because I think there's a good way to to wrap it up. I don't think so. I think, like you said, we kind of talk. You know, the the opposite of the of the uh, the qualities of a <laughs> of an assistant coach kind of speaks to you know the the areas that you you don't want to to find yourself in. I think if you yeah. and you know more often than not, I guess in life, if you focus on the positives and doing what you you need to do, you'll you'll uh, you'll eliminate the negatives just by by proxy. So yeah, yeah. If you if you show up and your goal is to serve it's going to be a pretty good relationship. Hmm. And I think it's going, to, it's going to build the most important thing, which is trust. And as an assistant coach, you must maintain unquestionable trustworthiness. Yeah. I think if there's one thing that, we'd like, you know, that I would like to, to leave everybody with, take this with you. Trust. Well, first of all, it's the cornerstone of any relationship. There needs to be trust. And trust creates that, well, it creates a, a sense of loyalty between both you and the head coach. You're going to be loyal to the head coach, and the head coach is going to be loyal to you as well. 
Mm. That's going to be a two-way relationship there. When we're asking you to, ha- to have unconditional loyalty, it's not just you to him or her. That head coach will be loyal to you as well. Absolutely. You know, they're not going to throw you under the bus either. And so that trust is a two-way street. But you come into that, and you, and you do everything you can to build that unquestionable trustworthiness at all times. And when you do that, you're going to be part of a really great coaching staff. It takes really great assistant coaches to have a great coaching staff. Mm. And it's not cliche. Behind every, behind every great program is great assistance. A lot of you out there listening, maybe you're, maybe you're an assistant coach. We hope that this has been helpful. We hope that you can maybe uh, immediately apply some of the things that we've talked about to yeah. your own life and your own program. Yeah. If there's anything we missed or you, you, anything that you disagree with, you want to add, as always, let us know. We want you to join our conversation. You're always welcome. Join the conversation. The Coaching Life.